1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. In a relationship, never underestimate the power of date night, especially when it means sharing a movie at Marcus Theaters. Get tickets now at MarcusTheaters.com. There has been a variety of what was wrong with your first car or what you loved about your first car. You know, things that didn't work. Things that well, even open. people that had things a lot of things missing. wrong with their car remember yeah. it fondly. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot of that today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hate my first car. I was happy when I got rid of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't. I knew it was. I was pretty sure it wasn't going to be my best car ever. Sure. <laughs> even though there I, was hope, I had put a Sanyo cassette deck in it Ooh, that yeah. I got a Farm and Fleet. <laughs> yeah. Yo. All right. Today's collection of. Poop these junkers and bombs. Um, Great title. Starts with, you know, you want a car that's cool, right? Yeah, we all wanted that. Because you want to impress, you know, chicks. Hmm. That's why I put that Sanyo cassette player (laughs) in my car. He's dreamy. So that's where we begin. My first car was a 1985 Monte Carlo SS. Ooh. I wanted it so bad, I was willing to overlook all the problems it had. The seat didn't move, so I had the steering wheel against my legs. The fuel gauge didn't work, so I had to use the odometer to know when I was close to empty. It had a non-working floor shifter because the steering column had been replaced with one from an Oldsmobile. (laughs) I was trying to figure out what that meant for a while because... (laughs) It was on the tree and he moved it to the floor... He had a working transmission on the tree, but a shifter on the floor that did nothing. I know this about the Monte Carlo SSs. Mm -hmm. They were all automatics. There was no clutch ever. So None of this mattered. I was 16 with a Chevy muscle car. I was freaking cool. I just wonder if he fixed any of those things. All right. Then there's this. 1970 Dart Swinger. These names make me laugh because they're just such a blast from the past. It did not even remotely lead to the lifestyle its name would imply. (laughs) It should have been called a 1970 dart sex repellent. (laughs) Guys and cars, cars and chicks, chicks and guys and cars. Cars are an extension of your personality. Oh, without a doubt. All right, this one's a little longer. I paid $500 for a Wine red colored 1976 Chrysler New Yorker Brome <laughs> from my boss. Ooh. I was handed the keys and told it might need a jump. I had a great summer in that boat. Sometimes the power windows worked. It stank of mice. When the oh. power windows did work, uh, the car would stall randomly and the rust holes were bowling ball sized. Then came winter, and I discovered that the heat didn't work, so I drove wrapped in a comforter. On the first major snowstorm, I was driving, sharing the comforter with my girlfriend, when the lights stopped working. <laughs> you know, heat heat is optional. You can freeze in here, but we're going to need those lights eventually. <laughs> we went a bit in the dark with no lights before the car completely died. Uh, The belts apparently chose that day to disintegrate, leaving me with no power. 
A good Samaritan stopped me and gave me a jump to get us home, and the car only made it to the next overpass. My girlfriend was quickly becoming my ex-girlfriend. When I got uh, out to flag down another person for help, the driver's door hinge broke, and the door <laughs> fell off of the car. This door was nearly six feet long, and it took three of us to get it jammed back into place. <laughs> I'm just willing to walk away at this point. The next good Samaritan tried to jump the car, and it would not run. The soon-to-be ex-girlfriend rode in uh, his truck while he towed me mm -hmm. the remaining miles home, not running in a blizzard with the windows down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's this ray of sunshine at the end. My boss felt so bad that he bought the car back and sent it to the junkyard. Oh, wow. After, but he got some driving out of it. He said it was a great summer in that mm. car. Yeah. Mm. I inherited my first car from my brother. It was in the garage on blocks, transmission issues. The car was a 1967 AMC Rambler with the appropriate amount of rust. I convinced my dad to get it fixed. I got the car back, fixed and ready to go. My buddy got in it. I drove down the street. I took my foot off the gas, still going 35 miles per hour. I told my buddy, look, cruise control. I slowed the car down with brakes, but was losing pressure. I told my friend to bail out. I slowed down <laughs> enough. He jumps out. <laughs> I kept pumping the brakes with little success. I finally put the car in neutral. Wouldn't you do that right away? Coasted down the street. I never drove it again. Wow. The maiden voyage. Have you ever, ever thought about bailing out of anybody's car that you've ridden in? No. No. I had somebody bail out of mine. You're going to have to bail. Yeah. You're going to have to Okay. I'll mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Let's hear from a girl. I was so excited to get my first car. I started looking at used cars. I would like. I was a senior in high school, and the car I really wanted was a Pontiac Sunbird. I Very the, girl. thought the car was so cute. However, my dad did not agree with my choice. He told me, you don't buy a car because it's cute. Um, you need one that will be dependable. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't the Sunbird be dependable and cute? Let's, uh, let's explore on. <laughs> He found me a 1976 Mercury Bobcat, Pinto's more expensive cousin. It was silver <laughs> with a V6. My dad Ooh. convinced me this was the car I needed. It turned out to be the biggest lemon ever. It broke down all the time and never cost less than $500 to fix. It burned so much oil that I just carried oil with me and would just add a quarter to whenever needed. I never worried about ch uh, changing the oil because I added so much so often. The sunroof leaked every time it rained, and I had to keep garbage bags on the seats to keep them dry. During my second year in college, I just left the car at home because I couldn't afford to drive it. When I graduated from college, I bought a brand-new Buick Skylark. How do you save up for a car while you're going to college? I'm... Uh, Parents are paying for everything else? Uh, which was the uh, cousin of the Pontiac Sunbird that I had uh, wanted in the first place. I was never so happy to get rid of anything in my life. <laughs> I like the line, Pinto's more expensive cousin. My first car was a 1964 Chevy Malibu acquired for me by my older brother. 
who was the family mechanic. When it ran, it had a great ride for a college student, or it was a great ride for a college student. The Malibu seemed to have a Christine-like sense of perception about it, which appeared under conditions when its performance was most needed and expected. <laughs> First, the windshield wiper motor would not work, but only during intensely rainy conditions when it was needed the most. The windshield wipers would work just fine when I attempt to demonstrate for my disbelieving sibling. I could and did live with that, and it was the other condition that really annoyed me. I was a music ed major, and on occasion, I had to play in a performance which involved A, arriving early, and B, wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> every time, every time. <laughs> it's in caps. Every time I got into the car wearing or even carrying a tux, the starter solenoid would not operate and the engine would not turn over. Yeah. The only short-term fix was to go underneath the vehicle Tap it. and bang on yeah. the starter with a jack handle yeah. until the solenoid's attitude improved. That works? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I had a car like that. I eventually started bringing a blanket to place on the ground, minimizing the soiling to my concert dress outfit. Again, attempts to reproduce the condition of my brother proved fruitless. After months of complaining, my brother refused to repair the car, claiming I was nuts. Dude, you're nuts. My father unilaterally sold the Malibu and selected a 1966 Valiant for me. At least the Valiant started and the wipers worked. All right, so we upgraded by two years. Every time. Every time he put that tuxedo on. Summer 1985, I had just graduated and was buying my first car. So excited. I bought a 1975 Mustang hatchback, glorified Pinto POS. It had a four-cylinder engine. Listen, a four-cylinder engine that got eight miles per gallon. <laughs> Woo! What's bad. the point of having a four-cylinder no, engine? there's no point. <laughs> We're getting eight miles to the gallon. I traded it for a suede fringe jacket and a boombox. I got the better deal. <laughs> wow, dude. My first vehicle is a 1981 banana yellow Aries K car. Oh. Now, I know the color sounds rather unappealing, but it came in handy. Someone in my high school had figured out uh, my locker combination and would break into my locker. First, they would deface my new kids on the block poster. <gasps> then they would grab my keys and move my car to another parking spot somewhere around the school. <laughs> but the car stood out like a sore thumb because of the yellow color. So it was never uh, too big of a challenge to find it. I always uh, feared disaster when this would happen, especially in winter, because the choke loved to stick. Most winter days, I had to grab the screwdriver out of the glove compartment and stab at the choke to get it to stop sticking. If you didn't do this, the car wanted to take off at a furious pace. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's some big RPMs in that thing. The floor was rusted, and on rainy days, the carpet would get wet. I was a poor high school student, so I just went to the mall and sprayed a bunch of cologne on sample cards and threw them under the seat instead of buying an air freshener. That's actually a pretty good idea in sure. lieu of an air freshener. The car always smelled of obsession for men Ooh, yeah, and yeah, mildew. Yeah. <laughs> Stabbing at the choke. 
All right, one more. Sure. All right. <laughs> uh, it's what you don't see that gets you. I had just bought a two-door 68 Nova. The owner told me it was reliable, but not very fast. It had a straight-six engine, but the body was in great shape. One night after a late munchie attack with my buddies at New Berlin's Taco Bell, I saw a very huge puddle of water in the parking lot. On a dare, I drove through it. Mm -hmm. Laughter of how high the water went. You know, like I know. the story yeah, I know. yesterday with the snow banks yeah. and the yeah. poof, yeah. you want a big splash. Yeah, I know. Laughter of how high the water went suddenly turned to screams of terror <laughs> as everyone in the car now had standing water where their feet were. Oh. <laughs> we had to stop the car and let it drain out. I dropped my buddies off and went home. The following day, I peeled back the floor mat to see four basketball-sized holes in the floor of my car. I'm still amazed how I never did a Fred Flintstone routine with my feet. Yeah. No. Learned a lot about sheet metal work <laughs> and tar sealers. And there was no sign of that. No or anything. No exhaust sound come through. The, the one guy could know the everything road. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the guy I feel least sorry for is the guy who got all his money back for his car that he got to drive for his summer. <laughs> yeah, it was inconvenient in the end, but.